Do any of you remember the first time you were asked what your pronouns were? If it was anything like my experience, it probably wasn't that long ago. So for me, it was in 2019, only three years ago, in a university class when we went around the room introducing ourselves like you do and your one fun fact, and we were also asked to state our preferred pronouns. So what do I say was the first thing I was thinking of. Do I just say she, her, hers? Do I just say she, her? Should I also say that I don't mind being referred to as they if a lot of people are unsure? I didn't know what the correct way to say it was. But luckily, eventually when it was my turn, enough people had gone before me so I could confidently say my name and that my pronouns were she, her. The second thing that went through my mind was, am I saying she, her because that is just the normative expected answer or because I had really thought about it and felt confident in my womanly body and my expression? In the next three years, I've been asked my pronouns much more commonly and I'm more confident in stating that they are she, her, But that did spark moments of self-reflection, deciding what femininity means to me and how I want to present myself. Pronouns are just one part of someone's gender identity, but they can play a big part in making people become aware and understand different identities, preferences, and start their own self-reflection. And this week's guest has had their own journey coming to understand who they really are, and we feel so lucky to have them share it with us through this interview. Ashton O'Brien is a 32-year-old non-binary person whose pronouns are they, she, and they are the current president of the Kamloops Pride Society. They have been involved with Kamloops Pride since 2019, and alongside working to make inclusive events for the Kamloops community, Ashton also does countless of hours off the side of their desk to make the workplace more inclusive at BCLC, where Ashton has worked as an IT professional for 11 years. It was actually through this interview that Ashton and I realized We not only work together, but in the exact same department, and at the time of this interview, we were both working on putting on BCLC's International Women's Day event. So throughout the episode, you'll hear us mention our workplace and IWD. And this interview could have gone on forever. We touched on so many topics from Ashton's experience with their own gender and identity growing up in Prince George, BC, and then moving to Kamloops ways to talk to people in your own life who are not as understanding of different gender identities or preferences, how to make workplaces more inclusive, and even how to be better feminists. This episode definitely speaks for itself, so let's just get right into it. Welcome Ashton to The Boss Chick Project. The bosses will see you now. My name is Ashton O'Brien. My pronouns are they, she. I'm really kind of new to this kind of position with Kamloops Pride, Um, something that I'm excited to do and I'm excited to get to put my own spin on it. So how long have you been in this role, like the president of Kamloops Pride? So I was elected the president of Kamloops Pride um, in October in 2021. And yeah, and like BCLC, I've been at for 10 years this year. Oh, nice. Various positions yeah so how long have you been involved with countless bride before you became president or were you thrown in and then became president (laughs) (laughs) um no i so i actually in 2017 countless pride had like uh, asked the city to fly the the pride flag Mm -hmm. for pride week and they said no (laughs) and so i had heard about it in the news like I read it in the news and so I asked um BCLC if we could fly one because we're next door um 
And so, <laughs> and like, I just asked the CEO, like, I just was like, Hey, can we do this? And he's like, yeah. Um, so we did. <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> and, <laughs> but I was still upset that the city was saying no, because that didn't make sense. So I launched a petition. Um, oh. and yeah, and it got about four, just, just under 400 signatures. Sorry. Um, and like people wrote messages in like uh, just messages of support and mm -hmm. so I took all those messages and I wrote them on the flag that BCLC had flown because it was actually wow. my flag um I wrote them all on there and I presented that to the city council like I gave that to them along with all the signatures um and then in 2018 is when they um had the community flag pull installed and so that was my first time actually getting to really meet people in Kamloops Pride. Mm -hmm. um, they had reached out to me and asked if I could speak at a flag raising event uh, for this flagpole being put in because of the petition I had done. So I was like, yeah, absolutely. I'm stoked. Um, <laughs> and then so I kept in contact with them and I ended up applying to be a director for the next board year for 2019. Um, and so I was a board director for 2019. The next year, I actually wasn't planning on running for anything. Um, and then they had an open VP position and I knew the people on the board still um, and they asked if I wanted to come back and I was like, you know, kind of, yeah. <laughs> so I did and I was VP last year and then I wanted to take over president this year to try to drive in a bit of a different direction mm -hmm. and, and <clears throat> kind of like the, cause we're, we're coming out of a very difficult time. <laughs> yeah. Understatement. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I really wanted to see what we could do. And if there's anything that we could change to try to make sure that we could sustain what we were mm -hmm. doing and be able to bring something exciting back this year and have a big party. Yeah. What kind of events or what resources does Kamloops Pride provide in the past or will continue to? Um, well, right now we do have like a resource section on our website. Um, one of the main things that we released last year, which was really exciting, was the Know Your Rights Guide. Mm -hmm. And what it is, is like we um, partnered with the Pro Bono Students of Canada branch of T in TRU. Um, and so they did a ton of research, like they put in so much work and created this huge comprehensive guide um, that tells you like if you like if you're trans and you get arrested what you can do or here's your rights if you need to go get your name changed here's what you do here's the process like it, it has like things about law healthcare, all sorts of things but it's all directed towards like the queer community um yeah. and it's 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 awesome it's on the website too um but that was a huge thing and and those kind of resources I think are extremely valuable and I would like to see more things like that. <laughs> mm -hmm. um, so right now we do have like listings of different community organizations um, like medical providers and things like that. Um, but we are like this year, we've actually um, created a resource subcommittee on the board, mm -hmm. which we didn't have before. And uh, so, and because that's something that we really want to focus on is making sure we have a better resource offering. And, and that's gonna, that's coming this year, like the things are going to change on the website. So we're gonna be uh, beefing that up a lot. <laughs> and uh, awesome. we're also I love it. I'm so excited. I, I think that's one. I think it's honestly one of our um, 
biggest roles is to mm-hmm. be able to provide those kind of things. And like, um, we also have, we partner with the TRU nursing students every year. And so we have three n- nursing students working with us right now. Um, and they're actually, cr- I'm very excited about this, <laughs> um, but they're creating like a safety guide for businesses. So like cool. if businesses want to like, become more inclusive it's just like recommendations on what they can do to be more welcoming or be proactive in like saying like hey we're we're inclusive you can come here um and just making them a bit more safe for customers but and employees too Mm -hmm. um and then also to that they're also making one that's going to be a bit more directed at healthcare um so it'll be like healthcare providers so like like forms and things like that Mm -hmm. making sure they're stuff like so like there's going to be um a lot of information about that there's going to be educational parts in it as well so explaining some of like the flags the acronyms like all the identities and things like that so it's going to have that piece so people can do a bit of learning and know that it's accurate information (laughs) totally how do you find like the I guess the community in Kamloops like I grew up in Kamloops and so did Kennedy we both went to St. Anne's and (laughs) no open discussions like it wasn't that we weren't aware it was that there were different gender identities out there but it was not encouraged to even like really discuss so how have you found Kamloops do you feel like it's very Um, I don't know conservative yeah (laughs) I came from Prince George so yeah Prince George definitely um I which is actually funny because Prince George has had a pride parade for like 25 years or something oh really and yeah, didn't even That's know. Cool. Lived there my, most of my life. And <laughs> <laughs> so, I, like, I mean, it was different there. Um, I also was closeted when I lived there. So I don't, I, I, it was a very different experience for me. Um, when I moved here, I ended up coming out when I moved to Kamloops. Mm. And, like, it, for me, when I first moved here, and, and I, and I very much speak from a place of privilege with this, um, it was good for me because, mm. I was able to come out and like that was it it, it allowed me to be able to like discover that part of myself and explore that Mm. part of myself however once I did start getting more involved and meeting people in the community um and like even just like my own self like figuring out how I was going to present like whatever like what I wanted to do right um that like you could note this like I've I've definitely had my own discrimination here Mm. (laughs) um and like it's (sighs) it's yeah it happens quite a bit here to be honest Mm -hmm. um but at the same time like you get like these pockets of really amazing people who are like so supportive and want to drive this work so much and like that's really what we try to focus on right like I mean um it's it's a lot it's a lot about just not having awareness around it and like you said like there was not really much open discussion Um, And I think we're still kind of at that place in a lot of places. I think schools are getting better. Um, You have SOGI, Mm -hmm. which is a huge help. Um, And I think like having things like, like, well, we have a BCLC where we can, we have like these committees, these ERGs that we can um, teach that can teach us stuff like this. Right. Um, And I find that helps create allies that way. But when you just, if you don't have access to the information, you don't know anybody from those communities, then (laughs) it's just a lot harder I think yeah yeah I think so too I think that Kamloops just doesn't it could do a lot better job of promoting these communities that it does have and it should be really proud of I think that you need that community and in lots of places I think the pandemic made things a lot more unsafe too like we were talking with um the why women's shelter about 
this the how the pandemic has gotten and they note they noted that like people that were like needing those community supports really were more in unsafe situations so that's another thing that you just don't think about like even so 2021 um like i don't know if you're familiar like uh, with trans day of mm. remembrance which happens every year and and that's the day that they um acknowledge and and mourn the um people who have been like murdered or um have <clears throat> been like committed suicide or anything mm. like that just because of transphobia and discrimination and so um, every year, though, they release a list of all of the names of the people who that's happened to. And um, 2021 was like the deadliest oh, year so far for trans people. It was like 460 oh. names, I believe, in that list. Yeah. And so like, it is really bad because I mean, you have the, they can't go anywhere. Like yeah. there's no escape when you and around unsupportive people. Like what do you do? Right. Um, and like, then also because uh, like tra- black trans women are the are the mm-hmm. most like um, like they get the most violence honestly and and so with like Black Lives Matter and stuff like that and all of this like amplified hatred towards yes. the black community like it's just there's it's a lot and then like with unfortunately Donald Trump um, his election in 2016 actually um, you saw hate crimes in Canada against um, the two SLGBTQ <sighs> to or q <laughs> pia community sorry um actually rose substantially it was like 17 percent or something um violent hate crimes against the queer community mm-hmm. and so it's like yeah it's it's a big impact <laughs> that's unbelievable oh my gosh like in canada that's so upsetting i mean it is and like that's only reported ones right yeah. i mean that's the people who feel safe to report yeah. <laughs> because then you get like you see this in other places too like it's just like it's kind of the same as like when you have sex workers mm-hmm. who those cases aren't being investigated and you have um, people in the black community and their cases aren't being investigated. It's similar in the queer community. Mm-hmm. Um, like you have, there was that serial killer in Toronto yeah. that was killing all of those gay men oh. and they weren't even looking at it saying that it wasn't a serial killer. Like, <laughs> like it was just so silly, but it's like, no, like it was yeah. like he was killing all these people. And so, yeah, it's, it's, it's sad. Cause like, that's kind of the, the view people get like, well, it won't matter totally. if I report it anyway. Oh, that's so sad. Yeah. But that's the important, that's why Kamloops pride is so important. You know, like we need to have yeah, this we community. We it. need to have that strength that people see. And in Kamloops, like a place where a lot of discrimination happens, there needs to be some sort of guiding light and sp- and space where people can go to support. So I think it's so useful, like so important that Kamloops Pride exists. Thank you. And I think so too. And I think that like we have an opportunity as well to try to in, like, and this is something that Kamloops Pride needs to be better at is to like integrate more into the already established mm-hmm. community ongoings that happen. Like we have a lot of great community things that we do. So I definitely want to get more into like Um, just our discussion on gender and identity as a very broad topic. We could talk about this, I'm sure, for hours. Um, But my first thing was, was, when I read that you're from Prince George, I was really interested to know, like, did you have open discussions? Was there a community that you could look to? Was it similar to kind of like my experience in Kamloops? Like it wasn't really discussed at all. Like what was that experience like growing up? terrible um (laughs) there was no there was no conversation no um (laughs) it was quite um heteronormative and the school I went to was um 
it is still known for um, terrible bullying. And um, it like, I think there were, uh, like, I know that there were people from my, like, class and stuff that had come out afterwards, like mm-hmm. I did. Um, but, like, I think we had maybe, like, two wow. people come out during. And they, one got bullied so bad she left. Um, and the other one, he came out right at the end anyway. And he was okay. He ended up being okay. But, like, like yeah, we – it was not accepted at not all. Not safe. And um, – no, it wasn't. And like, especially like if you don't have the support of family at home either. Yeah. <laughs> so like you don't know. And I didn't like we didn't talk about that. My parents didn't like my mom didn't talk about it. Um, and so like, I I didn't know anything about um, sexuality. Mm-hmm. Like I had no idea. Like, I, I I, did not know. Like, I knew lesbians existed. Like, I understood that, like, there was people called lesbians. Mm-hmm. But <laughs> I did not understand that, like, any of what that meant. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, like, there was none of that. And same with, like, gender. There was I, – I did not hear about other genders until I was in my 20s. I had no idea. Um, like, until I was well into my um, – Kamloops living career um (laughs) and so yeah I mean it's I think it speaks to like for me I think it's important that we have like representation Mm -hmm. like that's one thing like because like people just don't know what you don't know like you never get to see it anywhere I was gonna ask (laughs) like did you have any role models or like people you could look up to sounds like not really <laughs> no <laughs> no not until like when I when I moved to Kamloops I actually moved in with um a friend of my my mom's um who she had worked she was working with and I had just lived with her for a little bit until my mom moved here into her house or whatever and I could move with her because I was going to school and so but she was a lesbian and I I'd, like she was the first lesbian I'd mm-hmm. ever wanted like actually talk anything and like we didn't talk about that but like it it was just like an opportunity to get to kind of observe I guess uh, for lack of a better word like I wasn't watching her but like (laughs) but just like I just really you know what I mean um and like I got to meet some of her friends who were gay which was really cool like so it was kind of like what opened my eyes to the whole kind of community a little bit and like I still actually talk to her I've messaged her and I like told her like thank you because she was the first person um that I like the first openly gay woman that I actually got to Mm -hmm. talk to and the first positive one that I got to talk to right like it was it was very cool to see and like she was very successful or she is very successful like so it was really good to be able to see that for me as I was like 18 so it was (laughs) it was a positive thing at that time that's cool I think that there's like this narrative a little bit around like gender identity or sexuality that you just know, like you're born and you just know what you are and that's it. And you don't have to like (laughs) figure it out later. And I don't think that's the case. Like, especially like growing up somewhere like Prince George or Kamloops, like for me, I'm in my twenties and this is the first time I've really had, it seems like a moment to be like, do I feel comfortable being a woman right now like what does that mean to me what does femininity mean and masculinity and I think that if you if you think that you're in high school maybe and that you haven't really you don't know then you're like normative yeah well yeah like because like <clears throat> like when I because I came out as gay first like I came out as lesbian first and I was 23 
And then, like, I didn't come out until of gender fluid until literally last year. Wow. Like, ge- like I mm-hmm. just had my first uh, my queer birthday on <laughs> in January, right? And um, like, it takes a long time. And I think that, like, the like, I think that if you have the language to describe what you're yeah. feeling, then you do know. Like, I think because like now now that I know what these things are and like I can I understand the language I can look back and I'm like damn like (laughs) like I was real gay and like (laughs) like even and like even with my gender like I'm like okay like that makes so much Mm -hmm. more sense because like even like I was I I I always describe it as gender not normal because I wasn't (laughs) like I I dressed like like I wore the baggiest clothes like I always wore like quote-unquote men's Mm -hmm. clothes like I I played sports. I did all that stuff. And I, and like, I used to get like shit on for lack of a better word for not being feminine (laughs) enough. Right. Um, like you're a girl, you're supposed to be wearing this stuff. You're supposed to be doing this. And so like, I always knew that I didn't like, I was different, but I didn't have anything to describe what that was. And so, so I think that's a big difference now because you can even see now like kids, are coming out mm-hmm. so much earlier now totally like yeah because they have the language like it's mandated they have to have that stuff taught mm-hmm. to them so it's like it's so nice and like it's funny because people will look at that and go oh all of a sudden everybody's becoming trans and it's like no it's because everybody has something to describe yeah. their feeling now it's no different than like left-handedness <laughs> left-handedness had the exact same when they figured out that people could be left-handed suddenly well everybody was left-handed mm-hmm. well no it's just because <laughs> they had something to like classify it as right mm-hmm. so I think that like that's just all we're seeing is that like all these people who existed now have language to describe totally. it and yeah. I think that's such a good analogy like I've never thought about it that way and I think that's super smart because I was bringing like I'm having this conversation and I was telling my family about this and we're pretty open about conversations like they're very well aware we have family members who've transitioned and things like that and they are still kind of like there's just so many labels like why does there have to be so many labels you're putting people in a box like I don't think we need to have all these language around it and I think you kind of nailed it like if there's no language how can it exist right it's like Mm-hmm. those George Orwell books where they just like take language out of the it's like the <laughs> opposite now it, we have that option if there are language to it exactly well and when you when you don't have that when you are limited to man woman straight gay mm-hmm. like you're putting people in a box anyway exactly. like you're just limiting them you're limiting this entire complex human experience into like this little tiny yeah. box like this is like because like things don't work like that gender and sexuality don't work like that and when we talk about it like so I was talking to somebody actually about this the other day um but when like people always look at gender as a spectrum right and so people think that man's on one end woman's at the other it's not like that it's not a linear spectrum (laughs) if you want to look at it more like a color wheel like one of those ones where like the colors kind of like fade into each like they transform into each other you know (laughs) yeah because that's basically what it is like people like so like you may be like if you identify as a woman the reasons you identify as a woman and the different feelings that you have for that are very different than when I'm identifying as a woman totally. <laughs> right like I I feel different as a woman than you do and so I'm gonna be different on that color wheel than where you're gonna be 
Totally. But it doesn't mean that we're on, it might not be on that same line, yeah. <laughs> right? Like it, it doesn't work that way. It, there's so many different complex things that go mm-hmm. into gender. So totally. <laughs> it's, yeah, like making it too basic. We need to look at it like, no, gender is like this big complex yeah. thing and it involves so many different, like, I don't know if you've ever um, seen the gender unicorn, no. <laughs> but it's a training graphic that people use to like, teach about gender identity gender expression sexuality um like sexual attraction romantic attraction uh and it's it's really good because it it explains like all the different parts like you have because they're not the same so people will look at women right so we look at gender and say you identify as a woman this is your gender identity right but then your gender expression maybe you don't Mm. dress feminine maybe maybe you might identify as a woman but your gender expression may lean more masculine it doesn't make you any less of a woman right like your gender is not different your your gender expression is just different than what people believe should be the gender expression of somebody who identifies as a woman and it's the same with like when you look at attraction as well um we have like sexual and romantic attraction. Mm-hmm. They're different. Some people may be romantically attracted to women, but sexually attracted to men. Um, some may be romantically and sexually attracted to women. Some may be not attracted to either. Either way, right? Like there's um, there's different levels to that, and I think it, like it is con- it's confusing. Don't get me no, wrong. It's yeah. it's a lot. And, and I think those are people get caught up. Yeah, and there's <laughs> lots of like different words, and there's different language that people haven't heard, of, and I think it's easy to get overwhelmed if you haven't like had to really Mm -hmm. reflect before it is and I think like the biggest thing that people need to remember is like it's okay yeah it's okay to mess it up totally and I'm so afraid and I understand that because I think a lot of people think that when people are have reached the point where they're speaking out that they're just simply offended and that's not the case (laughs) when you've reached when you're speaking out it's not because you've been offended it's not because one person was like hey you and misgendered mm-hmm. you or something that's not what's happening this is this is like just for generations of systemic issues yeah. right like i mean these are things that have been going on for so long and it's like come on like and it's more than being offended it's like you were treating us as subhuman now at yeah. this point right um and it's like, no, like if somebody came to me, <laughs> like, and it happens to me at work all the time, especially with COVID and me changing my name, like partway through COVID. Oh my goodness. I get dead named <laughs> all the time. And I'm not going to like freak out at anybody right. for it. It sucks. Yeah. Be wrong. But like, it, it, like I would never like lose my, like, I would not do that. Right. And, and, but people feel so bad about it. And it's like the thing, all you need to do honestly is just like, be like, I'm so yeah. sorry just correct it and move on. That's totally. all you gotta do. No, I think that people have a hard time making a mistake and I, it's so much easier just to say, oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. Like I didn't mean to offend you. I'm going to fix it. I'm, what, what would you prefer or which, whatever. But sometimes when you know yeah. you're going to get it wrong and they just get defensive, like dig in their heels. You're like, oh, I'm just going to be angry. It's fun. It's hard. And, like, I think, too, trying to, like, put it in terms that makes it relatable to other people is helpful, too. Like, um, when I talk about pronouns, Mm -hmm. like, a lot of people talk about, like, they and, like, yeah, well, we already use they, like, as a thing. Yes, we do. We do use they singularly. Okay. People are not taking that. Um, So, like, I try to, like, put it to names. So, like, if you're talking to somebody and 
and they're like, oh, my name is Bill. And you're like, oh, actually, you look more like a Brian. <laughs> and they're like, no, well, like, my name's Bill. And you're like, yeah, no, actually, though, I think you're Brian. Totally, and it's yes. like, okay. Like, because that is exactly yeah. the same thing. Because everybody can relate to names. Mm-hmm. We all have them. And, like, we all have pronouns, too. But they, they don't see that the same way sometimes. Oh, so yeah. <laughs> it's oh, names. Because your name is your identity. Mm-hmm. And they see their name as their identity. Um, and so that's kind of, like looking for ways to like try to relate to people who push back mm-hmm. a little bit is kind of like, trying to yeah. <laughs> something I try to do. my favorite one is when someone's like I don't have any pronouns it's like okay <laughs> sounds good well you're agender exactly. yeah. <laughs> they love that <laughs> honestly like even though I feel like I'm on social media all the time like I've read like feminist theory or queer theory, things like that, I still get really confused. So I just kind of want to go with you like very quickly some definitions just because I know there's people listening that want to get it correct and definitely are scared to mess up. So hopefully this will help. Yeah. So firstly, what's the difference between gender and sex? So sex is strictly the biological parts. That is all it is. Gender is the part that's in your brain. That's the part that where your identity comes from. That's like, yeah, that's like the whole, the whole everything about how you do all that is your is gender. Sex is literally only the biology. That's it. So what does non-binary mean? So non-binary is a blanket term, um, and it's it means any uh, gender identity that falls outside of man or woman. Oh, really? And so some people, yeah. So outside of the gender binary, <laughs> um, so un- under non-binary, you could have things like agender, which means like no gender. Mm-hmm. Um, you could have gender fluid, which some people like. That's like where they sometimes identify as more than mm-hmm. one gender, or it differs between days or different time periods um there's things like um some people will call themselves non-binary just as an identity Mm -hmm. as well they'll just refer to themselves as non-binary and you'll often see um people refer to themselves as nb is like e-n-b-u-i and that that's also uh, means non-binary we stay away from the n and the b like letters because that actually means non-black um in the black Mm -hmm. community and so yeah (laughs) So that's, yeah, that's not used. Um, But yeah, so it's just basically anything that falls outside of man or woman, which is the gender binary. So what is transgender then is the opposite of cisgender. Transgender means that you do not identify with your assigned sex at birth. So like your gender doesn't match. And so if you were assigned a woman at birth and you identify as non-binary, then you are by definition trans. Um, I do like, for me like especially with um like being somebody who identifies as Mm non-binary and gender fluid um Mm -hmm. with the trans like just uh definition as well like I I try to make a point to like acknowledge though that like I know my experience is a very different Mm -hmm. than somebody who is transitioning um fully or partially uh like I I'm very lucky that I'm happy in the body that I'm in um but not everybody is like that and so like that's a very different experience Yeah, no, those ones like transgender and cisgender are are just about the relation to your from your gender to your sex. And that's all that is. So why are pronouns important? (laughs) Well, I mean, 
pronouns are part of your identity. I mean, we all all use them, um, whether it's your name or he, she, they, them, it's easier. Um, there's there's a lot of them. <laughs> um, but I think, yeah, like, it, it, like it describes who you are. Like, it, it gives you a sense of, like, control over that, I think. And when um, you feel different to how people are telling you you feel, <laughs> um, it's extremely distressing. And I think that... Um, people don't really understand um, how it like how it is how it invalidates people when they don't like respect mm-hmm. pronouns and things like that um, <clears throat> especially because like it's not like people are not choosing that treatment exactly. <laughs> so like they're not like they're not like oh I want to use this just to be special like that's not it and it's like just as somebody who has changed their pronouns like oh my goodness, when people use they instead of she, it like makes my day. Like it makes my day. And not that I don't go by both, but when you go by, when I go by both, like people tend to use Mm -hmm. the easy one, right? Um, And, but like, it's just so validating. Like it just makes you feel like human um, and respected and dignified and like, right? Like I think, and so I think that's honestly why it is so important. And it's suicide prevention. Like these things being invalidated day after day after day after day, um, that screws people up like really bad. And, and like, yeah, just something as simple as respecting pronouns is suicide prevention. Yeah. I think that's a great way to think about it. Sometimes people again, get overwhelmed with the terminology. And if you're thinking about it as like, I want to make sure somebody feels safe around me, that I think changes mm-hmm. how maybe somebody who was some like putting their heels down a little bit, not in getting defensive might change their mind about how they view it because that's, we all want everyone to be safe, right? That's our kind of like our human connection. We all want every, the best for everybody. So if you think about it like that, yeah. like that's a definitely one way maybe we could get it across to some people that aren't as adopting. Yeah. I mean, and it was, I was speaking, like I got to talk to um, an elder about this one time and um, she described it or she compared it to a story about um, this little boy who had to go to a residential school and he didn't get to keep his name. And like, and like when she put it like that, I was like, oh my goodness. Cause it never even, like, I didn't even make that connection at all. But like, even that I was like, oh my goodness. Like, cause again, like I said, like I do go by both. So I haven't had that, (laughs) that same thing. Like, yes, it does suck to have it all the time. But again, it's not, my experience is very different than um, people who are misgendered Mm -hmm. every single day. And so um, I think that just even her bringing that connection into it it was like, oh my goodness. Yeah. Like it's just about who you are. Like you can't take that away Mm -hmm. from people. Oh, that's really powerful. Wow. Mm -hmm. It was like, I was just like, oh my goodness. Yeah. Yeah. So what if someone's like going, like not really sure what their pronouns are and they're kind of having this, they're thinking about it. They're having this self-realization journey and they're not sure. How would you go around? Do you just ask what their pronouns are like that's not really part of corporate culture so how would you how does that best like how do pronouns come into play in that scenario well we are trying to make it part of corporate culture um <laughs> <We're trying. laughs> but 
<laughs> yes. <laughs> but honestly, yes. Like if you don't, if you don't know somebody's pronouns, it is always best to ask. Just be like, hey, what pronouns do you prefer? What are your pronouns? Um, or if it's somebody you're just meeting, you can say, hey, I my name is Ashton. My pronouns are they, she. Um, and then it kind of invites them to do the same. Um, and if they do, excellent. If they don't, you can ask. Uh, <laughs> but also like email signatures is a really good one. Uh, and social media, like I know like Facebook, I think Instagram has it now, LinkedIn, like there's all places you can put your pronouns now. Um, and like, these are just ways to normalize it. If you see it more often, like it just is normalizing it. And that's kind of the idea. Um, just like, okay, we see this every day. I see these pronouns every day. You're going to get used to them. Right. Um, so I think, I think those are things that we can really do to help with that. Um, but yeah, asking honestly, yes. And if you are somebody who d doesn't know, like if you're trying to explore your own mm -hmm. identity, um, if there's people that you're safe with or comfortable with and you want to try some pronouns out, um, that's always a good way to try it. So you can say, hey, can you try calling me these pronouns today or something just to see um, or like this name, if that's if you're going for a name change as well, like whatever it is. Right. If you do have those safe people, if you don't, um, I would try to find some safe yeah. people. <laughs> um, like whether it's like, like we have um, like we have like the Camel's Pride hangout page and different things like where you can connect with people and um, on Facebook and then our events and things too. Like these are safe places to go. Um, we don't like, we make sure they're safe, but also you can reach out to us as well. Like there's admins on those pages. So um, you're, you can always reach out to any of us. You can email the Camel's Pride um, inbox. If there's like one of the board members, we have all of our bios and stuff listed on the website. So if there's one that you're like, maybe I could talk yeah. to them about it. You can do that too. Like, um, just reach out to us. We get questions in in our inbox all the time, so um, that's okay too. And and more than happy to talk to you, talk to them about it, um, and point them to resources if they need other help as well. So, that's a great point. I think social media actually gives some options there that maybe wouldn't have existed before, like joining a Facebook group, trying out new pronouns. It's definitely a and like a soft. I want to say like a soft launch, but that's maybe not the right way to put it. But instead of making this like grand yeah. announcement that maybe you're not sure about, like if you want to just try it out with a couple groups here and there, that's a really awesome option. Well, and to just, you're allowed to change it. Yeah. Like if you are like, you know, what? I think like maybe I don't feel like this and you start going by a different pronoun and then you're like, you know what? actually no and then you want to go back that's okay like you you don't have to pick one you don't like you don't have to you're allowed to change your mind yeah. like these things are very fluid totally. <laughs> um and so it's okay. it's like it's a journey like we all evolve it's totally okay so like people don't need to be pressured to like put themselves in mm -hmm. one they can explore it figure out how they feel maybe there's a different one that you want and you can go research some other mm -hmm. ones like there's like zzier I, I can't remember all of them. There's, uh, I think, I think that's the other one that I, <laughs> but yeah, like there's the other one. Um, but yeah, like it, it, yeah, you just, you don't have to limit yourself and you don't have to feel pressure to like decide, mm. like try it out. And if you don't like it, yeah. then don't. No, I think I like that. It doesn't have to be like this big, huge, serious thing that can never go back. Like that's just not how humans work. Exactly. It should reflect it. Right. But going back to, just pronouns at work, like how has 
in your experience, the workplace adopted pronouns? Because I started in February of 2021 and it's like pretty common now, but how was that like period of seeing it get started? Like, was there any just kind of pushback or were people pretty much like, oh yeah, for sure, let's try it? Well, we did it as like a campaign kind of thing in 2020 with the Pride Committee in BCLC. Okay. <laughs> we we actually offered prizing. <laughs> that works. <laughs> yeah. We, <laughs> we like, uh, we had a draw. So if people would email us back with their pronouns changed or added to their signature and then we entered them That's in the draw. Um, but it was more to try to get people on board. Mm-hmm. And it's because the more people that were on board and then you see it and then more people would add it and things like that. Um, a lot of people have picked it up. Yeah. Um, I think more people even like they're seeing the value in it and I know like um, other committees too like they're trying to push it as well because they're understanding the value of it more too Um, so I think like I think it's it's about normalizing Mm -hmm. again like (laughs) I think you need to start it and whether that's um, a corporation saying like hey this is something we're going to do in our emails now to be more inclusive if that's something that comes from like your HR or if it's um, a grassroots initiative um, it's it is I think it's important though like that stuff really helps Mm -hmm. and um, I think before that I mean it wasn't happening terribly much in the world even before that I don't think um, like I I think it was kind of a relatively new thing Um, but I think I like it. Honestly, I like it because like I deal with a lot of vendors, right? So I deal with a lot of people that are external. And what I noticed is when I changed my name, I actually got treated very differently Mm. (laughs) because my name was not feminine anymore. Oh, interesting. Yeah. And so, and even with my pronouns there, it was still like my pronouns have always been there. Um, But like when I added, like when I changed it to they, she, but I like I started getting treated very differently mm-hmm. and I even changed it because I had it as she they before but then I switched to they she because I feel like I identified more mm-hmm. that way um and mm-hmm. yeah like it was very interesting uh and so I don't like I wonder if that will help any like stigma as well like around um like in in those industries that have like biases against different genders mm-hmm. and things like that I don't know if it's a hindrance or not, but because I know some people actually are hesitant to put their pronouns in because of that. Oh, reason. yeah. So I do like I actually know people personally that won't do it because of that, because they're worried that they're going to get treated differently because people don't know that they are a woman. Mm, very interesting. <laughs> we hear a lot about gender based discrimination, like like women, man discrimination, as there's lots of statistics, yeah. but there's not really a lot of information about discrimination about those that aren't cisgender. So what are some of the discrimination that they would face in the workplace? Um, well, <clears throat> like misgendering and dead naming is a big one. Yeah. Um, like, a lot. Um, like not being safe to even come out. Like, so having to remain closeted depending on um, like your work environment. Mm-hmm. Um, also having to out yourself. <laughs> like yeah. a lot of people like, I've heard this before, like, that they think that you don't need to talk about sexuality. Like, you talk about gender, mm-hmm. but you don't need to talk about sexuality. Well, you do. Like, I mean, it's not like it's not like people don't go to work and talk about their kids, their spouses, yeah. their weekend plans, their home yeah. life. Like, they're not going like, to gonna come to a work event with their spouse, like a Christmas party, something like that, where for me, I'd have to out myself every single right. time, right? So 
um it's it like if you don't have a supportive place like that is extremely terrifying um and um like some places i mean okay so trans people protections only were put in the charter for trans people in 2017 before that like very very possible to lose your job for being trans um still happens in the states um a lot it still happens here too um but it's like there's different they just use loopholes um it's look like you can see some statistics now in the states like about wage gap and stuff too for the queer community like where the queer community is underpaid compared to the heterosexual community um the cis heterosexual community um you if you look at um like so the trans community again is the most heavily affected but like the stats that i was looking at it was like um 15 percent of trans people that were surveyed reported making less than like uh 20,000 a year um oh, and 10% wow. reported less yeah and then like 10% reported making less than 10,000 a year um and the unemployment rate for the trans community is like four times higher than the national average uh it's insane. Wow. it is yeah it's really really wild and like i mean that's just trans like that's without any of the intersectionalities mm-hmm. that go yeah, along totally. with that right oh wow yeah (laughs) so like it's yeah um there's and then like not having gender neutral bathrooms um things like that like not having the facility kind of things for that um and then i guess that's if your employer provides stuff like that like we like if you have like the gym and things Mm -hmm. like that right uh, so a lot of people too a lot of queer people are passed over for promotions in favor of like um heterosexual and cis people um a lot of times seen as unprofessional which is really interesting because a lot of queer people tend to have color in their hair different haircuts Mm -hmm. tattoos like you see that Mm -hmm. a lot in the queer community um and all all of those things are very much seen as unprofessional in a lot of corporate settings that's true and i was actually going to ask you about this that you brought up um i was like having this conversation like we do pronouns at work and my family was like i don't i don't think that's good because pronouns they just said, I don't think it's appropriate to ask because that inherently is kind of asking about someone's sexual preference or something like that. And that's not appropriate for a workplace. And I think that a lot of people think that. And I think what you said about like, oh, if I wanted to bring my spouse for an event, like obviously it would be out there. But people yeah, think of but- it as like inappropriate because you're talking about sexual preferences. Yeah, but it's like everybody knows that straight people are straight. Like, if I could go to work and tell you who all the straight people are, right? Like, because they can talk about it. Like, it's fine, right? Like, if they have a wife, they're allowed to talk. If it's a man, they have a wife, they're allowed to talk about their wife. If a woman talks about her husband, she's allowed to talk about her husband. So it's like those conversations happen literally every day. Yeah. So, like, oh, this is taboo. You're talking about like your bedroom life. Like, that doesn't go through people's mind at all. But as soon as it's somebody who might be like, queer they're like whoa oh wait a second you're yeah, talking like, about this sex. So yeah. <laughs> you have a girlfriend <laughs> hold up <laughs> <Totally>. <laughs> it is and it's very weird <laughs> because like and like it gets passed off as that a lot yeah. too though like you hear i don't care what you do in the bedroom like whatever i don't care about gay people i don't care what they do yeah. in the bedroom that's it we're not just gay in the bedroom <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah <laughs> like relationships are so much more than that and yeah so like there's so much more to that than that but yeah like 
it's it's coming out you have to come out all the time when when you work as a queer person and like also um i've heard things like <laughs> why can't it just be simpler i've heard this from leadership why can't it just be simpler um like there's um like same with like your policies and processes there's a lot of things that are like discriminatory so you have things like a lot of gendered language like maiden name for example yeah. <laughs> you're trying to change a last name so like so is our men also um beholden to the maiden name or like could we just call that surname and it'd be done with yeah. that um and like same with like uh not having the ability to like select your gender designation um or select an appropriate de gender designation um for your like benefits and things like that your benefits providers they, they all are are uh, gendered heteronormative um language like you talk like parentally for mm -hmm. example very much talks about men and women um so there's a lot of um heteronormative like processes and policies that are in place that i think those need to be like changed. totally um, <laughs> yeah you just wouldn't think about it like there's a like i'm cis heteronormative like i wouldn't think about like oh all we got to go change all of our policies but it does make an impact and you there are actual things you need to do that are impacting people every single day at our workplace that i would never even blink an eye twice about and that's like you just don't think mm -hmm. about those things that's crazy and i think that's why it's really important when we're talking about like international women's day and stuff we bring into that into the conversation because yes women are definitely discriminated against but we're not the only people discriminated against and we can't expect equity for us if we don't expect equity for everybody else too well right and like that's what like especially when you talk about like marginalized genders like like women and um like trans people gender diverse community two-spirit like we're they're all very marginalized genders right and so it, they're they belong in that conversation in my opinion they belong in the international women's mm -hmm. day conversation like this is very like because it is a feminist based thing and i think gender equity has to be part of that <laughs> and and i think like it, it, it's just, oh, I can talk about this stuff all day. I love it. Um, <laughs> like it's just so yeah. It's it's interesting. It's so interesting um, that like like you were talking about before. For example, like when you look at stats, even like there's not even stats about other genders. Like we don't have anything about it. Like <laughs> so there's nothing. Like we can't even we can't even report on any of it. We have no idea what like how this community like the gender diverse community kind of sits in society we don't know what that representation is so it'd be it'll be interesting to see like when things start coming out like where we are going to have more stuff and more like data collection on it yeah how that will yeah that will be i feel like if there's no stats about it you know it's probably not a good stat it's like, oh, yeah, probably not good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like it's, <laughs> it's a little, yeah. And like, it's interesting because like we always hear about like, oh, there's 51% of women in the world. And it's like, well, there can't be because yeah. if there's 50% or 49% men and 51% women, where's the rest? Mm -hmm. Like, <laughs> we gotta, we gotta do better. So from your perspective, what issues present themselves if we exclude like the 2S LGBTQA plus community from feminist discussions? 
I mean, the 2S community specifically, like with that piece, I mean, indigenous conversations belong mm -hmm. in fe feminist conversations. 100%. I mean, we look at just everything that's happened there, colonialism, all of it is all patriarchal. Like, <laughs> so I mean, like you would, we already see what's happening with them being excluded because they have been excluded from that conversation, and um, you're you're seeing a loss of knowledge around two spirit people. Um, there's a, it's very hard to learn about um, because a lot of the knowledge keepers are now gone. Like it's very difficult, right? Um, and so that is one thing you lose. <laughs> so things like that, where you lose like that traditional or um, historical, uh, like oh, I don't know the word I'm looking but like yeah wisdom. the history of that and then yeah well yeah and just like how that works like I've heard I don't know if you're familiar with um <laughs> it's Jonathan Van Ness mm -hmm. he has like this show on Netflix where getting curious I think is what it's called yes. but he does an episode with um some non-binary folks and there's a two-spirit person that he talks oh. to and like how they explain how two-spirit people are born in their culture so cool i highly recommend it um because that's like the like just trying to find information mm -hmm. on two-spirit people like you it's very difficult so it was cool to see to like learn that um but that's one thing i think too like i mean all of these all of these genders and identities are all um marginalized by the same structure and it's like our same structures like patriarchy um capitalism colonialism i think it's all at racism like i think they're all from the same thing and so like you're, <laughs> the same effects you're seeing now like with high suicide rates um low economic participation but also like ability to be able to participate like you're getting discriminated against um you're not able to like education stuff like there's just so much that it, it affects and like you're just setting people up to fail <laughs> because they're not the cookie cutter that they're supposed to be um so i like i think it's the exact same as what you, you're seeing with women being excluded um for so long i think it's the exact same thing except for obviously there's just how what we know now is less, yeah. less than <laughs> and obviously the issues are magnified as well Yes. Well, and like you said, because it's looked at, like, y you have this complexity where you have religion that plays mm -hmm. into it, where it's like an abomination, and like, it's, um, then you have people who think that it's all about sex. Like, like when you look at um, people like try to equate pedophiles with the queer community and things like that, and it's just like, oh, like, this is not it. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> so, but again, those are very patriarchal things because like you're they're looking at it through the lens of a hypersexualized man and this is what a hypersexualized man would do in these situations. Yeah. So <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think it's sometimes one of those things where it it can be so exhausting too to see that it's not maybe moving quickly that you just have to take a break and look back and say okay, what was it like 5 years ago? At least like there are improvements and sometimes having that larger scope can make you feel a little bit better <laughs> the yes. least. Yes. So, <laughs> hopefully this reaches like a young listener who goes to St. Anne's and can't talk about their gender identity and their questioning and hopefully it'll reach somebody like that. Like I, we even have to get over our own fears and realize that it is about keeping people safe and educating and that's a primary goal at the end of the day.
Yes. And, and on that too, there is also um, a youth place just for any young listeners that if they are like um, experiencing like any questions or anything like that, uh, it's called safe spaces. Uh, We have a link on our website as well in the resources page. Um, But it's a youth like it's all for youth. Uh, They have like support groups. They will link you with resources. There's tons of stuff. So, um, and it's for youth 12 to 26. So yeah, it's great. Um, I just wanted to know if you had like a piece of advice for someone who is starting to maybe reflect on their gender identity. Just keep doing it. Like, honestly, if there's people that are not affirming, stop talking to those people about it. Um, Find people who are affirming because there's nothing wrong with it. Um, Like you, it's okay. Like you're allowed to explore that and you're allowed to feel how you feel. It's okay. And no matter all of these things that people say, like you're faking it, you want attention, whatever it is, it's not true. And so definitely like if you need to talk to somebody, please reach out to Kamloops Pride if you have nobody to talk to um, or find somebody who's safe and make sure you're talking to them and make sure that you're leaning on them. Like don't, don't isolate yourself. Um, Use your friends and like, yeah, make sure you just find somebody who you can talk to that's safe. Oh, I think that's good advice. I think we've brought up some really good resources throughout the conversation too. So our wrap-up questions are fun. We ask every one of our guests (laughs) the first question, can you please plug a local business you think our listeners should discover? Oh my goodness. Um, I mean, that Miss Whimsy's place, she's like super supportive. Um, And yeah, like she's super supportive of Pride um, and she's donated and I've never been there. That's a good business. No one's shouted that one out yet. Uh, The second question, what is your boss chick anthem? A song that hypes you up. (laughs) Hands down, Thought Shit by Megan Thee Stallion. Such a good answer. my favorite that is so good yes. everyone's been like oh i have to keep it pg it's like no you don't you don't have to oh uh, no. good no heck yeah pg songs do not I, me, me neither not at all that's so good i'm so glad we needed some megan the stallion on our we have like a spotify oh. playlist we had everybody buddy's answers to oh so we needed cute. some megan on there for sure that's such a good answer so just to wrap up, um, can you plug where we can find Kamloops Pride, where we can find you? Um, well, Kamloops Pride, all of our stuff's at www.kamloopspride.com. Um, and there's going to be so many changes coming to that website this year, so keep an eye on it. Um, and Safe Spaces, huge. Um, that's a really big resource for youth. Uh, Ask Wellness as well. They have a um, 2SLGBTQIA coordinator there now. Um, and that's really, really good for the community. And for anybody who is actually going through, like if they are trying to transition and they don't know where to go, um, Dr. Trudeau at Orchards Walk Medical Clinic, this is also on our website, but she um, provides affirming care for uh, all trans patients in town. Um, so you can reach out to her office. Um, there's like a specific number and everything that you have to dial. So check out our website uh, and it'll give you instructions. That's awesome. And if somebody wanted to volunteer with Camelot's Pride, could they just go to your website? Yes, there's a get involved tab. And so you can uh, volunteer, uh, you can apply to volunteer on there. You can apply to be a society member because we are a nonprofit society. And you can apply to the board because I actually am looking for a vice president right now. <laughs> there you ha- you heard it here first. You can have a vice president yeah. on your resume if you apply. So <laughs> get after it. 
Oh, that's awesome. Well, thank you so much. I really appreciate you making the time on a busy night before International Women's Day. Oh, thank you very much for inviting me. It was nice meeting meeting you too. too. I can't even believe that we worked together for like a year. I didn't even know. Pandemic, (laughs) pandemic times. I know. Again, a million thank yous goes out to Ashton for being with us. We are so thankful for them to open up about their personal experiences and for sharing their knowledge and perspective on this very important and often overlooked discussion. Kennedy and I both hope that this conversation inspired you to reflect on your own internal biases, taught you something new, and helped you have conversations around gender, identity, and sexuality with your family and friends. And like Ashton said, if you are looking for any resources to educate yourself, to get involved, or if you are part of the 2S LGBTQIA community and are looking for support, please go to kamloopspride.com. And with that, the bosses are out, the office is now closed, and we will see you next month.